0: This is the Mirror Image Podcast. I'm Sanath, and I'm joined by my co-host Mohit. How are you doing today, sir?
1: I'm doing
0: pretty good, Sanath. I'm doing really well, and
1: uh, uh, you know it's been a good couple of days where I stay. The weather has been really good. Uh, but you know talking about uh, heat that is uh, mostly there here. So that's a prominent uh, you know climate. So talking about heat, uh, In the last episode, you mentioned you were pretty hyped about uh, India versus Pakistan, T20 International, you know, World Cup. So how did the match exactly pan out?
0: (laughs) I'm sure that is a rhetorical question, Mohit, because as you know, uh, Indian team lost the match and some people would rather call it that we were crushed. But I would say, I mean... I would agree with my captain's words, Is that sorry, our captain's words and he said that Pakistan was the better team on that day and they definitely deserved to win, taking nothing away from Pakistan team, they played well and they deserved the win, it's not that our boys didn't play well and we, we lost because of that, it's because Pakistan also played really well and we hope that we can perform better in the coming matches and meet them in the finals because by the looks of it by the way they are playing and looking at teams in the other group it feels like pakistan i i already have pakistan in in the left slot of my finals of the world cup so i just hope that india is in that right slot next time
1: now oh, hopefully hopefully you know and uh, now that that is done away with you know i want to thank you uh, for recommending me that Micromax in one uh, phone, by the way, it's it's got everything that I was actually looking for. Mm, I, I really want to thank you because, you know, uh, such phones are really tough to come by these days. What oh, do you that's think? not a
0: problem, man. You're welcome. Actually, it was pretty easy, uh, you know, recommending a phone to you because, as you know, some people might call it sad life, but we are pretty happy in our space where we don't get a lot of... We don't need to use a lot of social media apps, Uh, we are pretty okay with not being on social media or not being as active on social media. And we just maybe make or receive phone calls once in a week or twice in a week. So uh, recommending a phone was not that difficult. Having said that, as a matter of fact, I was surfing the internet today because I wanted to buy a phone. And right now, just for context, I own a OnePlus 7 Pro and it's manufactured by a Chinese company. Um, before, I mean, why, now you might ask, like, why did I mention the nationality of the manufacturer of my phone? And that is something that we will get into in the later part of this podcast. But, uh, yeah, when I was surfing this uh, for potential... For my next potential smartphone, I I came across a lot of phones and obviously I'm a geek so I compared all the specifications of my current phone and I always believe that your next phone should always be an upgrade from your previous one and I was absolutely surprised to see the amount of how to put it amount of difference in the specifications like it was not it was not drastic but it was still pretty pretty much like okay uh with smartphones, I got that feeling that, okay, they have achieved this thing. There is no more about that, right? You always get that feeling, oh my God, this this phone has like 40x zoom, 4x zoom or whatever. And then you think that, oh, this is it, right? You cannot go higher than this. You cannot go higher than this. And, but they keep going, keep going, keep going. And that is something that is very exciting. And looking at that, Mohit, I was wondering about uh, just the phones from the past you know how these are the smartphones today and where were we a lot i think 20 30 years ago so exactly, would you like to exactly. help me with that mohit
1: exactly uh, Arit, just think about this you bought your phone uh, 2019 about uh, was it 2019 sir? yes that's right you yeah so just look at it only over a span of 2 years you can just uh, see the difference uh, that we have gotten in uh, the make of our phones the features that are added to the phones even let's say some firmware and you know uh, software upgrades to the phone but uh, what even more you know what in the context of india what even more boggles my mind is uh, Let us say 1995, right? 1995, we had landlines, and those landlines were like such a big deal for anyone to have just one landline. It was insane at that point of time. Like I feel, uh, 1995, only like people who were uh, who were you know in some sort of preferential list for BSNL would get landlines. I right. felt like it was, uh, you know, it was such a big deal right. and the penetration of phones was so low and there were those uh, ISD, STD calling booths. Right, was, right, uh, right. Now, before okay, we proceed,
0: yeah. Moe, before we proceed further, would you like to explain to our listeners what BSNL is and what this ISB oh, is, no. you know, because our listeners might not just be from India, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. So BSNL uh, has been India's, you know, telecom provider since independence, I believe. Actually, not since independence, but a little bit after that, it was set up. And, uh, you know, the so service it is that they provide, it is entirely government provided. It is entirely government provided. And the service that they used to give was, let's just say, uh, it was not uh, up to the mark. You know, uh, right. Back back when uh, this uh, landline phones getting these landline phones was a big deal, uh, their rates also were high. You know they were not providing good service, nor were their rates. You know uh, call drops. low.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Rates there was were so many rates call were drops. High you, call would, drops. Yeah.
1: you would just uh, call an exchange. I still remember where in my childhood you would call an exchange, and sometimes you know it would get muddled and uh, call would go to some other person, and you would rue. Like, Are yaar, this time waste, you know, you felt that, oh my God, so much of my time is being wasted just because of uh, uh, this phone call that I wanted to make and it's not connecting. And only after the third attempt, it connected. So and it, that, it, it
0: dropped to, after a few And that too, it dropped after
1: a few <laughs> that, it, right. after, <laughs> hmm. it, it was insane uh, that, you know, it was just insane thinking about the dichotomy of India against rest of the world at that point of time sanat like people were using pagers outside india people were using pagers people were even you know uh, mobile phones satellite phones were on the cusp of invention you know satellite phones were being used so i felt that you know india's telecom sector was so far behind so far behind it's it was unthinkable at that point right, of time right right even like um
0: so like, I think up until 2005, right, Sanat? I, I think up until 2005,
1: yeah, I yeah, believe. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, 2005 was like 7. So, I, I mean, yeah, I would like to believe so. Uh, I obviously yeah. do not have data on that. But obviously, yeah, I would like to believe so because phones seem much, uh, way more, like, li- li- it's. it was, I mean, even the phones have been around for some time. Uh, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm By phones, I mean mobile phones, not just smartphones, like handheld devices, you know, which enable you to make calls. That is what I'm referring to. And those two seem pretty new to me, even though they're technically not new. They're at this point, they're 16 year old technologies here in India, which are available. But still growing up, you only had a landline and 100% of communication was done through landline. Thankfully, by the time... I grew up or I was capable to make phone calls, we did have a good enough landline, not not a good, not a great landline infrastructure, but we did have a good enough landline infrastructure where we could uh, make and receive calls um, with uh, with a decent amount of success. So uh, but yeah, just going slightly back, I remember like my mother. told me a story not a story but like just a real life situation this is more like a description of a situation how it was when she was younger um, as some of the listeners may or may not know obviously India has India does not have a great past in terms of women, women empowerment right uh, and it still struggles in some fields with respect to that and I and i don't think it would be news to our uh, listeners because women empowerment has been an issue all around the world so yeah when how how women empowerment or how importance of women connects to my mother's story is that when she was younger it was there was like one landline phone um, in the society. So a society consists of a lot of buildings and one la- some person at the end or some person at some place would have like a landline and they would access or try to make calls using that. That is, that is just absurd considering like the availability of phones nowadays, number one. Secondly is that my mother or any women in the house were not allowed to use phones, which is, which might not make sense to a lot of people, but it does make sense to me because looking at the past, uh, I'm, I'm not saying that is right, I'm just saying it does make sense because women were not allowed to do a lot of just normal things, just basic things which everybody's supposed to be able to do. So, yeah, just looking back, uh, phones, the infrastructure was like way, uh, it was very subpar and we were not able to make and receive phone calls with 100% success rate, if we can put it at that, Mohit.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, that story itself suggests like what a novelty the phones were, those landlines. They were such a novelty. It is insane how much of a novelty they were that they could cause, uh, you know, a person to say to their daughter, to their wife, to their mother that no, maybe you cannot use this as, you know, properly. I feel that you know. Uh, I think you know. When the access became more common, uh, people uh, w- when the entire field became more competitive, people started to look at it less as a novelty and more as a need. Right. I felt that that was uh, a very good turning point. And I feel you know, to some degree, technology is a great uh, uh, is a great tool that can help us. Uh, bridge certain barriers right. and this is one of the greatest examples even though anecdotal it is such a great example of that
0: right and this yeah. was so uh what year are we talking about Mohit here so this was until 2005 am I right yeah the yeah so lines. until
1: 2005 landlines were dominating in India
0: and then there it's was something so huge recommend. right then there was, and something, then there was huge. something huge my god would you like to Tell to our listeners, would you like to uh, enlighten our listeners with the Indian market of 2006 and onwards?
1: So, 2006 and onwards, Nokia came into the picture with mobile phones. Now, at first, they were looked at with array what do we take these mobile phones for? You know, uh, landlines itself don't connect, how will mobile phones do it? There was a lot of apprehension in the common people, but Nokia spot on they released great products at great price points and there was such a craze after maybe like you know introductory one or two years of uh, uh, introductory stage that infancy stage of that technology the adoption the mass adoption the craze of those Nokia phones it was so intense Right. like Sanat, you remember like every yeah. kid out there would be playing that uh, snake, snake game, game with right. the
0: snake uh, right. Uh, keeps enlarging the yeah, more you, you need eat to things. collect as many I don't know what it was maybe we, we should just call it food you know you collect yeah, as food. much food as possible and you your snake becomes longer and longer and your screen real estate is pretty limited so at one point you just need to evade you, your, your snake biting yourself you
1: know <laughs>
0: and you know those were like the hallmark of uh, nokia games right, teams, I right. and if uh, if you ask me about nokia you know mohit it was more yeah. of what so nowadays we look at a lot of tech reviews we look at uh, you know within within minutes like uh, nowadays like companies get in collaboration with creators on youtube where they would send devices before the phone has launched and then within minutes of the launch creators come out with videos with reviews or first looks or Overviews or first impressions you know and looking at those uh, videos at the end of those videos one of my some of my favorite creators always say that there is no perfect phone right they say uh, this phone is good in these departments this phone might not be or is decent in these departments hence it is not a perfect phone right but if you ask me Nokia for Indian market was a perfect phone. The Nokia phones which came out, they were perfect phones. Think think about what you want in a phone today, you want great battery life, you want the phone to be durable, you want the phone to be accessible and you want the phone to better your life, that's all. You want the phone to make your life easier and just perform basic tasks seamlessly, right? And that is what the Nokia phone did. If you charge the Nokia phone once, you could go probably two to three days without charging it and that too, If you use it, only then you would need to charge again in two to three days. So the standby time as we know it is was really high and um, durability like the phones were extremely strong. It was obviously nobody would like, uh, you know, drive a car over a phone. But what I mean is that like there were memes that would say that like, like a Nokia phone would survive a fall from like eighth floor or like ninth floor of buildings and all. Uh, and if you and about the battery life there were memes like you know if you if you um, you know like even after the human civilization the next intelligent life who comes on earth they would dig out our stuff they would still find a mobile phone with full battery so these were the, the those sort of memes still crack me up because looking at the looking at the success of Nokia phones it was it was at a point it was crazy it was like the very iconic Nokia tune. It, it It almost became as the standard ringtone for for everyone. That for everyone at a point, it became like okay, this is how a ringtone should sound like, or a uh, yeah, that's what it's called, right? The phone, the phone, the ringing sound, the ringing tone. Yeah, yeah, right? tone. Yeah, so that's what it. People people believe that that the Nokia ringtone, the iconic Nokia tone, was uh, was is believed to be the most ideal or the most common ringtone so that was the amount of success that Nokia had especially in the Indian market
1: Nokia was like uh, I think it it kept on dominating it kept on dominating and then suddenly I felt that you know uh, it definitely took its course and it ran aground uh, to what you know (laughs) we have today which is basically a pocket PC. You know, smartphones came into the market. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I just can never tell uh, when the smartphones came and when Nokia's time ended because it was like, I felt it was so seamless, but yet it it, it was so sudden. It, right. it was
0: so sudden, yet so seamless. Right, right, right. But Mohit, if you would have seen the... Uh... How, how would I say, how, if you would have seen the status of of the international market, right, if you have seen the uh, status of the international market, you would have seen that the phones were beginning to change, okay, so the phones uh, were beginning to become smart, and it is, it is not that the iPhone came out of nowhere, and iPhone was a huge leap, trust me, it was a huge leap, but it, there were steps towards that and after researching a bit and going back on my memory a lit uh, bit sorry i i understood that nokia made a huge mistake so nokia was not only popular in india but nokia was popular almost all around the world right and that and at the same time by pocket pcs when you mention pocket pcs on pcs windows was extremely popular right windows to this, till this date is extremely popular extremely right popular, yes. and By uh, back then, too, it was extremely popular. So, when phones wanted to become smart or phones tried to become smart, the phones had two options, right? Uh, If you're not, obviously, you're not an iPhone, right? Because you're not made by Apple. You're Nokia. So you have two options. You can either go the uh, Windows route or you can go the Android route, right? And Nokia, in my opinion, made, I think, the single most uh, gravest, if that is even a word, mistake uh, by picking Windows, right? By they, they, they went in the line of Windows phones. By the way, for people who might not know what Windows phones are, you can go back and check. There used to be a time where Windows was available as an operating system on mobile phones. And I having to explain that it once existed should be good enough proof that, you know, it was a huge mistake by Nokia to uh, pick Windows and and soon after that, Nokia did make a lot of phones, and even then they collaborated with Carl Zeis and they tried to come out with like really good cameras on their phones. I still remember my uh, one of my one of my cousin brothers. He's he was an he was a huge fan of Nokia, so he even bought the Nokia Lumia phones, like those Lumia phones. If you remember Mohit, they were all like Windows phones, right? And yeah, I remember. yeah, and I think that is i think like the nokia phones so the the mobile phones and i'm not talking about the smartphones the mobile phones they were defeated by the smartphones but not defeated well enough by their nokias other smartphones to be to still continue right so um, it was more of that other other manufacturers and other uh, operating systems were way better like android was way better and then something, that and then the second revolution happened in the Indian market for smartphones. Do you remember that revolution, Mohit? Uh,
1: I clearly remember it. I clearly remember it. I think, you know, uh, when these Chinese phones came, you know, it was it was market defining. I believe like th- this is how you know you make an entry into a market. They offered great phones at such cheap prices. Like uh, it was amazing, and they put their hoardings everywhere. You know, they put their hoardings everywhere.
0: Right. So yeah, that is true. So as you know more than some of our listeners may know, that um, you know, like India is a very price sensitive market. So if you price a phone five dollars less, so that is uh yeah five dollars less, you people would flock to buy the phone which is uh priced cheaper. Uh, people would not look to see what other specifications the phone has, what is the in-hand experience or anything like that. It's more, ab- more about the price. And when the Chinese manufacturers, they entered the market, that was a huge deal for the Indian market. Uh, geopolitically, that was um, a decent time for both countries, India and China. So there was not a, ba- not a lot of backlash at that end. And Chinese phones were definitely welcomed in the market because they offered... Very cheap, like Mohit said, cheap phones at really competitive prices, and those prices were really cheap. And um, if you want, if you want to know the phone that started this revolution, it would be the Mi 3, the Xiaomi Mi 3. When Xiaomi came out with Mi 3, it came. I think it started at 13999 Indian rupees. So I don't know how much that, that is in dollars, but um, yeah. So that was that was the first revolutionary phone because it had like, it had Android and people did not know what android was people did not know that cheap phones can be so good the build quality was better than decent obviously not the best yet that price you cannot get the best uh, for the time it was really good the build quality then the cameras the software and the whole experience around buying it buying a phone was different right you would get you would get you would get a charger which was slightly faster than a Nokia charger, you would get to use all these apps which are available from the Google Play Store and all that. So that created like a huge, uh, how do you say, like a, upsurge, upsurge, it was a huge huge upsurge for the Chinese, uh... yeah, for the Chinese smartphones. There were Samsung phones and there were other brands like Sony as well, but the thing is that they were, they were exploiting the market, you can say, like they were selling phones at exorbitantly high prices. Am I right, Mohit?
1: Yeah, like Samsung phones, Samsung would always, you know, introduce some phones and people would be like, oh, what is the point of, you know, introducing such uh, phones, which I think majority, you know, more than a majority of uh, people cannot afford. So, it, you know, and Samsung's, uh, the middle segment, Samsung never had a low end segment. Uh, Right, right. For the longest time. Yes, Exactly, exactly. So people found so much value in these Chinese phones that uh, I feel that they took over the market. I feel really that they took over the market. It was not even close. They took over the market
0: in three or four years, right, right. They completely yeah, they because they did something that Samsung was not doing, right they gave they came out with phones which was cheap, which was cheap, right? and if and I'm now speaking to our listeners now, if you all remember, I did speak about how price sensitive the Indian market is, right? So they came out and they gave similar slash better phones than Samsung at very cheap prices. So that is something that attracted the Indian consumers the most and people just flocked to buy the Chinese phones and within no time wherever you see there would be like a board or a hoarding for chinese some, some one of the one of the big four chinese uh manufacturers so right now we have vivo oppo xiaomi and oneplus right oneplus is not that much in advertising um, now although now it has gotten into but i'm i'm talking strictly uh, about india right so uh, vivo and oppo hoardings were everywhere like they were everywhere and Mohit, do you remember that meme? You know, there was this meme that was circulating on the internet, and that showed like the India. It was like a screenshot from Google Maps of India, and there were edited pictures of like Oppo and Vivo holdings all over, <laughs> all over our um, geography, like all over our country, and you could barely see India through it. So that was that was a, a really nice meme. Credit to whoever made it. That was a really awesome meme. That basically uh, that's a very clever meme. yeah, that describes how how the streets used to look. Like the streets were filled with hoardings. Like they used to sponsor shop names. So the shopkeepers would name their shops, but the hoarding would be of Oppo or Vivo. So that that is and I, why am I, I don't know why am I using past tense because that is still the case because that is still you can still go out and uh find a lot of um holdings of oppo and vivo smartphones although that has reduced uh for a reason that i'll get into shortly but uh there is still quite a few and that is the main thing that uh that happened in i would say in the years 2013 to about 2019 i would say 2013 to 18/19 That's, 18
1: 18/19 yes, Yeah. Yes.
0: So. About 5 years this was the case So 5 years everyone went out and bought Chinese phones I myself went out and bought Chinese phones uh, for uh, Please excuse me if you guys do not like I I calling them Chinese phones But let's just call me what they are call, Let's just call it what they are um, I just call them Chinese phones right So like for 5 years I had not seen anyone buy any, any other phone than a phone from a Chinese manufacturer, right? It would be it would be the Xiaomi or it would be Oppo or Vivo because of their marketing tactics, because of availability of phones, cheap prices, etc. Something those things that we discussed, right? And after two thousand nineteen, something happened, Mohit. Something happened at the border, right? If I'm not wrong. Yes, yes, yes. Bef- so, the border that we share the- with India and China. Yeah, so
1: the northernmost border that we share with China and China's westernmost border. Uh, So, there was a confrontation in which a lot of soldiers uh, from both sides uh, uh, were, A, injured and B, a lot of uh, them were martyred as well. You know, obviously, China will not admit it. But uh, the casualties on the Indian side would suggest that it was a huge, like, it was a large-scale confrontation, and the aftermath that followed uh, was a severe anti-China feeling among, I believe, uh,
0: among the masses. Almost, right? among the masses, yeah. right? It was that's, a lot of population, uh, a lot of a huge percent of the population just started boycotting Chinese products. There was a huge um, India. The Indian government went on to ban some Chinese apps, and um, made imports from china pretty difficult for some time uh, although now it has been reversed to most extent but uh, yeah th- there was a time where chinese phones were almost impossible to get uh, i mean come in into india the availability was not affected mysteriously so but uh, just the just phones coming in from china were affected and i think that that at least that caused me to move away from chinese phones forever uh, obviously um, people people would say oh it's just 20 soldiers 25 soldiers people die all the day uh, soldiers die all the day but as you know like that is not the point the point is like we we value each life very highly here in india at least if the Chinese don't that's a different story but that's that's how it is here and that affects at least me uh very very much and I would not resort to I would try my best not to resort to purchasing Chinese phones. Obviously, this is a, a personal opinion. But this has caused a lot of, um, what do you say? It's, this is just like a weird feeling now. Like the market is in a pretty weird state because um, the Chinese phones, people people are hesitant to buy. But there are some people who who just cannot, still cannot resist because of the cheap prices of the phones compared to other phones but that is not the only problem with is it with the Chinese phones
1: exactly exactly you know uh, uh, now speaking of those cheap phones the thing that sweetens the deal uh, you know it sweetens the deal for getting away from Chinese phones is that these days uh, these phones are filled to the brim with adware or some bloatware or just any kind of shenanigans uh, they can try to put in it uh, you know they feasibly can put in they just put in you know and right. it is it is so annoying that you own a phone yet you have to be constantly fed ads or you, you know you are constantly uh, uh, your phone comes with half its memory taken away due to some bloatware which right. is you know uh, which is against apps, the advertising right? that is done. Pre-installed exactly, apps, pre-installed which is not apps.
0: in your hand. Yeah, which is not in your hand. Exactly, which
1: you cannot cannot even fairly delete. So full of bloatware. It was uh, an insane uh, revelation in the couple of uh, you know in the couple of I think months after uh, this Galwan incident. Like most people started to speak up
0: about this as well. Right. That. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If so not you're only... Right, right. right. Please continue. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Like if you're providing a phone, uh, why do you need to monetize it additionally? You know, I, I can uh, assume that, you know, they have been spending way too much of uh, money. They might not be in profit selling phones at such a cheap uh, uh, margin. Right. Uh, but, you know, consumers are getting completely... Uh, abused basically you know because yeah. the people who are buying these uh cheaper phones they for them it might actually be that this is their first phone you know they right. might just be fresh out of uh let's assume poverty
0: or let's assume they just got enough right. purchase and believe already. me guys in india there are a lot of people buying their first smartphones even today there are a lot it's of people it. who do not know what smartphone is. Uh, by lot, obviously, it is. It's not that tomorrow you go out and ask a person if that is your first smartphone. That is not India, guys. But yeah, there is still a lot of people. There are still a lot of people who, for whom, when they go to the market today to buy a smartphone, that is their first ever smartphone. So we are talking about their experience as well. So what Mohit rightly said was about the ads, right? Um, Right, like these ads, so first of all, like my understanding of a transaction is, Mohit, for example, if you're selling something to me, right, if I pay something, if I pay money to you for that, you're basically transferring ownership. Am I right, Mohit?
1: Exactly, exactly, exactly.
0: So when I pay, for example, if I pay 50 rupees to Samsung for a phone, I, I am now the new owner of the phone, which means that I am, I should be capable of... Um, you know, directing or knowing what is going on in my phone. Allowing what only I want to allow that goes on my phone and disallowing whatever I do not want going on on my phone Right and that is something that is that that is hugely affected by this concept of adware spyware and bloatware Right Um, and also yeah the the tragedy is that like although okay fine even if you are giving apps which come bundled And you want to promote you are tying up with companies that's fine right tying up with companies including their apps is fine But you should at least give us the chance to uninstall it, right? The ability to uninstall it. But most of the apps here, like most of the apps that are included in the phones that they're just, you just cannot uninstall them. So that is, that just boggles my mind. Like, how can you give an app, obviously you did not, you did not take permission from me before installing that into my phone. And now with that, I have that phone. I can't even uninstall it. What if that app is secretly gathering data? without even i knowing and what if that is sensitive data it can be anything so what so there is basically that right so we do not know what uh, what these apps do why are they included there is no statement from the companies about it. so this this seemingly happened overnight right like not seemingly overnight but yeah like uh, there was just one line of phones that started doing it then there were others that were doing it and now the situation is that everyone is doing it be it Samsung be it any company uh, I just I just said Samsung, nothing against Samsung, obviously, I just said Samsung because I did not expect expect this from Samsung at least because Samsung is not a Chinese brand and Samsung is well reputed here in India as well. So even companies like Samsung are doing it in, and that too, I have seen screenshots on Twitter that people have found adwares in their Samsung flagship phones, which are their Galaxy S line of phones or like Note line of phones, right? Which is which is which which I cannot get my head around it, Mohit. I just can't, can't get my head around it. Like, those phones cost around thousand dollars, way more than thousand dollars, by the way. Guys, guys in the west, the thousand dollars is about 75,000 rupees, but here they sell for a lakh or uh, 100,000, 100,000, 120,000. So, uh, because of the import tax that the government has levied on these uh, smartphones, but still, the point is like what is the use if I pay hundred and twenty thousand rupees for a phone and I do not get I, I do not get complete control over my phone my phone randomly shows notification pushes notification asks me to download a certain app visit a certain website which is completely weird and that is that is a sad state of the smartphone space here in India and part of the reason also goes to to part of the blame, I would say, also goes towards the Indian government. What do you think, Mohit, about that? I
1: feel, exactly, you know, there is, uh, we have a data protection bill that has been uh, stuck since forever. I I don't know what is going on and why it has not been, uh, you know, it it should be
0: fast-tracked, in my opinion. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Has it even passed a single house, Mohit? I do not know.
1: No, no, it has not even passed a single house. It's just still being amended. Like, can you imagine? And this has been going on since, I think, 2018, it was first discussed. It is preposterous that, you know, uh, a country where smartphone penetration has become so high cannot pass uh, one law, which is so important. You know, it is incredibly important to pass these laws so that we are at least... uh, you know our supreme court in fact has passed uh, judgment that data privacy is literally a fundamental right it is right. literally a fundamental right this was passed this with, year right if i'm not wrong uh,
0: i think I, th- I believe it was passed uh, maybe ending of last year oh okay okay yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah with covid uh, everything all the time frames is like yeah. is messed up in my head
1: Exactly. Even I could be wrong. You know, maybe even my timeframes are messed up in my head. I could be wrong, but it is fairly recent. Yes, it is fairly recent. So, uh, you know, uh, the ability uh, of the government to act on these things uh, should be fast because, you know, it is also in their profit. You know, it is in their profit. The citizens, all the sensitive data that can be leaked or, uh, you know, The apps, you you know, there are some apps which were, you know, illegal lending apps. So they tortured people and they forced them to take their lives, you know. It it is, and these things were being recommended in certain, uh, (laughs) in certain ads that come straight from those bundled adverts. Right, right. So, you know, it is, it is... It is not in anyone's best interest to do this. It's not. I don't even believe it's in the interest of the companies for this to happen. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah you're it, right. You're right. That is. True. It
1: literally boggles my mind. It literally <laughs> boggles my mind that uh, uh, these things are happening so frequently, and especially in India. I I see that this is happening. Yeah. Especially in India. Yeah. yeah you it's... know. Uh, A lot of these Chinese phones they launch in the West,
0: and the UI, everything is completely tweaked. Yeah, it is so clean. Yeah, it is so clean. Won't have ads, uh, won't have suspicious uh, applications and all. Yeah, that is something I adore about, especially the EU. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know much about. Obviously, there does exist a uh, strict data protection policy in the US as well. uh, I assume, but um, yeah, this is something I know for sure about EU. Uh, and that is that—that that is just their data protection policies, right? Like they—they they have extremely strict data protection policies, and they would not uh, spare any company, big or small, for any kind of data breach or leaking of uh, sensitive information. Or even they have very strict policies around storing data, like which kind of data you can. St- These sort of things, like I'm now. Um, Looking at the listeners These sort of things are Very rare in India Like if you speak to some people There are a lot of I would agree that There are a lot of people Who do not even know That their data is valuable That how can their data Be collected or manipulated And they can They themselves can be manipulated Because of the data collected And people do not know Like people would know That okay uh, Suppose today I'm surfing A popular uh, Suppose I uh, am surfing YouTube right and today I watch like five videos related to gymming or related to uh, being having a fit lifestyle why do you keep getting the same uh, video recommendations the next time you come on YouTube right and that is the reason because your data is collected but this uh, obviously there is no wrong in collecting there there is nothing wrong in collecting that kind of data because it is not sensitive data but what I'm hinting at is people would not try to think why is why this is happening? Because if you start to think about it, you will arrive at the concept of maybe they are also collecting data which I don't want them to have. Right? You're fine with anyone knowing that you're watching a video about how to you know how to maintain a healthy lifestyle, right? But you're not fine with anyone getting your bank credentials, anyone knowing your bank balance or anyone knowing your passwords or anything for that matter any any kind of media that you have in your phone nobody has any right to know that but uh, yeah in india it's like we it is it is such a weird situation to be in because you do not know uh, what is being gathered how it's being gathered and through which channels is it being transported whether it is stored in india or it's stored uh, in other countries there is literally no way to know that and there is no way even if we know that there is no way to act on it because there is no bill right so it is it is technically it's like a gray area where it's not uh, it's not good but it's not even bad because you know like there is no way to there is no way uh, anyone from the authorities can catch hold of you uh, because you transported data somewhere else.
1: Just, easiest thing is just transport the sensitive data uh, across the borders, you know, not in India. And then India does not have much authority or auto- autonomy over its own data. Right. Uh, that That's what it ha- it is. And uh, I believe, you know, it might not be the case only in India. I think uh, people in Africa might be getting the same thing. People in Philippines, people I believe in these low Purchasing parity uh, countries uh, are getting the shorter end of the stick, is what I feel. And it it is not the right thing, you know, it is not the right thing. Because as human beings, we are the same as anyone uh, from the West, anyone from Africa, or even anyone from South America. We are all the same, just because of our... uh, you know, economies and the histories uh, does not uh, give anyone the right uh, to exploit.
0: Right. And data, data is not, data does not, uh, d- data, d- data does not care about what race it is, right? So if it is my, if exactly, it is, it yeah, if it is my, it is. yeah, if it is my sensitive data, anybody can access anyone else's sensitive data. They would not care if that data is of an American or if that, if that data is of an Indian or for that matter for of anyone else's so yeah that is that is a sad state of uh, just the smartphone space here in india at the moment and uh, i mean yeah there is not much we can talk about it now let's just let's just now talk about how the future looks like mohit what do you think like what do you think where the smartphone space at least uh, let's talk india specific right what do you where do you think like the smartphone space uh, in India is headed towards
1: so we have to think about it in uh, certain ways where it can be positive or where it can be negative Uh, but I will give you one anecdote which I think even you are aware of is when I wanted to buy a phone what I was looking for is just a phone which can give me email Which from which I can call, text, you know, I can maybe run WhatsApp. I can, uh, you know, at max, uh, my highest thing that I wanted to do, highest processing that I wanted to do was emailing or Google Maps. Like, that's the max that I would be using my phone for. That's the max utilization that the phone would have had. So I didn't care too much about processors. I didn't care too much about uh, battery. I I did care decently... uh, about battery but you know it was not a priority i didn't care too much about the camera neither did i care about uh, y- you know too much about uh, the quality of the glass because i keep my phone uh, very safe and i'm very confident in my ability of handling i didn't care about all of those things to some degree yes i would have preferred something with uh, high battery life but exactly, I wanted just a very basic phone. But what I did not want in a phone was uh, uh, that the phone would have uh, any adware, any bundled software which I cannot remove, or even uh, uh, things that are just pre-installed, uh, which might be which might be utility-driven, you know, like Evernote or something, but you cannot delete. You know, it just. Uh, I never wanted any of that thing. I wanted something as close to stock Android experience as I could get. I wanted a basic, bare-bones, value-driven phone. I didn't want to pay too much for a phone either, uh, like most uh, Indians, I feel. And finding such a phone was almost impossible. It was almost impossible. Like, you know... uh, Just because of your suggestion, I looked into Micromax and I realized, oh, this is exactly what I'm looking for. You know, uh, the budget under uh, 15 to 20K is completely dominated by Chinese phones. All of them have so much bloatware. All of them have so much adware. It is absolutely insane. Even, Even Samsung giving their budget phones has so much adware and bloatware. It is absolutely insane. Like, I felt completely cornered. Like, do we have no choice left? Right. Right. And I would like to, you know, at least I would like to uh, applaud Micromax for giving us an option. You know, it is just an option that has been provided. It is an option, maybe one in uh, like 30 or 40, but we still have at least one option. And I would not have expected this option maybe, you know, even half a year ago. Because right. Micromax only started scaling it uh, just this, I believe. Uh, just this last year, or maybe this year. Exactly. I think. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think about like the future of Micromax oh, or yeah. phones like those, which which aim to provide, which which are trying to be ethically correct, let's just say, you know.
1: I feel that they have a good market. They have a niche market, and I feel uh, you know if they are marketed correctly, they can appeal to a lot of people. That is what I feel. But, uh, again, like the caveat is, you know, I feel that the companies uh, which are non-ethical, quote-unquote, which put adware, which put everything, they have so much of revenues that I think they can drown out this marketing very easily. And they can just release so many products that I've seen, you know, like uh, from what my experience is, that for an average consumer, it will feel like, oh my God, we have no choice but to, you know, adjust to this and that is something that i feel particularly pessimistic about right uh, what do you feel like i know that i am a little bit more pessimistic right
0: i am i am it, pretty uh... optimistic because i feel that uh, although right yeah the present is obviously not the best and um, i was let i was let me tell you i was a person who used to buy a new phone every two years okay and um, yeah even if my phone is working fine i would still upgrade it just for the sake of upgrading but this has been the first time that i have not done so and the reason is pretty obvious just like what mohit said that phones in the 15 to 20,000 rupee bracket are just atrocious. You you just cannot buy them at this point of time. If you are, especially if you know what is wrong with those phones, you cannot knowingly spend money on something that does not deserve that amount of money, right? So yeah, but yeah, so I'm not coming back to the main question. I'm pretty optimistic about the future because uh, I do feel that um, the Galwan incident in the geopolitical situation right now, although sad that we did lose our soldiers, uh, it is still uh, a wake-up call for the Indian government and Indian government has already started taking steps uh, in terms of te- uh, technological fields and um, just uh, giving incentives for pe- for manufacturers to produce here in India. And, uh, and that is indirectly a lot of boost to companies like Micromax. So I'm pretty sure our listeners from the West would not even know what Micromax is and I do not blame you all for that because that is just a very... Um, domestic company. So it was a huge company back in 2014. Then they dwindled into a lot of stuff which was known to the public and then they uh, were just kicked out of the market, if if that is the best way to put it, I think. And post that they came back with the Patriotic symbol of in for India that is so and they came out with micromax in phones which I I truly feel are really good so if I want to upgrade at that would actually be a downgrade from a current phone and that is the reason I did not buy a micromax phone I feel that, uh, yeah, so the future, I'm very optimistic because of the Indian, what uh, steps that Indian government, I hope that Indian government is going to take uh, because they have said that they're going to uh, do so. And secondly, um, I'm pretty optimistic is because of companies like Micromax, right? I feel that Micromax, um, I I want Micromax to succeed because if Micromax succeeds, then other players in the Indian market would, other Indians basically, other Indian players would, uh, think that, oh yeah, there is a market for this, right? I'm, I'm fine with competition to Micromax. I don't want Micromax to be the only Indian manufacturer. I want competition to exist between uh, Indian, Indian players, right? That would mean that we get the best deal. And at the end of the day, that would also mean that uh, we are consuming products which are made in India. So that is the main thing. Um, yeah, I just want Indian com- uh, manufacturers to come out, make phones, take risks which is something that uh, India is India's pretty risk-averse country, uh, you know, uh, in contrast to the West. And But I still want people, uh, Indian players, to take risks. I feel that they will be taking risks because, uh, yeah, India is projected to grow at a really fast pace post the pandemic. If we, fingers crossed, if we keep, keep the third wave at, wave at bay, I won't say at bay because that is impossible, keeping third wave at bay. But, uh, yeah, just... Um, uh, Lessening or, um, you know, reducing its effect on the economy would definitely boost uh, our smartphone space here in India. And yeah, let's hope that uh, we get safe phones and safe and value for money phones. I just I do not. I'm fine with Micromax not innovating. Honestly, I'm fine. Micromax not coming with a 4K display uh, or with wireless charging and all that all that stuff. We do not need that. We do not have infrastructure for wireless charging here in India, so I do not want that. What I want is basic, just like what Mohit said. Basic, bare bones phones, phone that works whenever we want it to. It's reliable. That's all. It's reliable, durable, has good enough battery life, has a great software experience, which is not very difficult to do that's it and uh, and I don't think that is a lot to ask and I'm very and I'm sure that uh, there would be a lot of companies that will be coming that would that would that will be coming with phones like that and I hope that you know the whole smartphone space is again affected by another revolution this time for something that lasts longer and that is more customer friendly. Obviously, like we can keep going, keep talking about uh, these topics forever, but time has run out and we need to wrap things up. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this podcast and we are excited for your company in the next episode. Uh, Bye for now. Bye guys.